Valentine's Day is coming soon, guys. Take care of that special person in your life with flowers from Jimmy's Flowers. Order early for the best selection at jimmysflowers.com or visit them in Bountiful, Layton, or Ogden. That's Jimmy's Flowers. Joining us now is, oh my gosh, I am so humbled to be able to talk to him. He is the Utah Sports Writer of the Year, multiple times of the Deseret News now, Jay Drew. Jay, privileging us with this opportunity really humbles me because you have so much hardware on your mantle, and I've won the award approximately zero times. Yeah, that's just absolute travesty. <laughs> Everyone knows when I was over at the trip, you were my role model, <laughs> the guy I wanted to be. More importantly, I wanted the beat that you had. So, And you it got it, out, and you though. look me in the dust right now, man. I'm choking on your exhaust fumes as you've just blown by me. Well, even a blind – or what did Rick Majerus used to say uh, – one-eyed man is king of a blind country or something like that. <laughs> one-eyed man my is... <laughs> are, are blind, but no. I'm, one-eyed I'm one-eyed man is king in the land of the blind. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I knew it was something like that. Oh, I got something all his... About a squirrel finding an acorn or something. He had a bunch of them. But, I've got all um, of his sayings down. Ten years. <laughs> I labored. Oh, man. <laughs> So lots of things to talk with the sport or the sports writer of the year. Um, football always is a topic. BYU football is never not a topic, right? We all know that. You've been doing that. How long have you been doing that now? Uh, since uh, 2008. So whatever, uh, Max Hall's junior season was yeah. my first full-time on the beat. So whatever that is, yeah. 13, 14 years. You're getting up there, man. That's awesome that you've been doing yeah, all this uh, time. Yeah, it's been great. Of course, now I, I kind of split my time between BYU and Utah. I do BYU football and other sports and then Utah basketball, which this year I kind of got the short end of the stick on, but uh, yeah. I think they'll bounce back, but, but we will see. That's funny because for a while I did BYU football and Utah basketball. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm following in your footsteps. Just, yeah. You paved the way. <laughs> so BYU football uh, quarterback is a big deal. Mm. Hall, I mean, they've got to have a capable backup because Hall has not proven that he can go the distance. I mean, it's just a fact. He's wildly talented, and I would love to see him be out there for most likely 13 games, counting the bowl game, obviously. But until I see it, you know, I'm not going to believe it. And right now, with Romney deciding that he wants to go somewhere, I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know if he said what he's going to do, or if he's done, or if he's still interested in playing, or exactly what. But I think they've got an issue there at backup quarterback. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, you would think by now that Jacob Conover would be ready. Um, and I don't know that he's not, but he didn't look all that great. And the only appearance that he had against Utah State when he came in, they kind of uh, basically Tyler Algier won that game for him, you know, running the ball. But in the second half, um, but yeah, I agree. I I, I think they need a, a backup, somebody that can step in and and uh, you know, Jaron Hall has had what concussion issues. He had a hip problem that caused him to sit out an entire year. Then last year he had multiple injuries, the ribs, the uh, ankle. So, yeah, I think they definitely need uh, a guy like Baylor Romney who's had some experience 
and can has had some starts under his belt and can come in and and be that stopgap guy until Jacob Conover is ready. Um, and maybe Jacob is. I, we don't get to watch practice anymore. Uh, we probably won't get to watch much of spring ball, but but I think that's where they sit right now. Is uh, I think they could really use a, somebody with a few starts under their belt as an assurance policy in case you know Jaron Hall gets hurt again. Jackson Dart, come on down. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that would be something, wouldn't it? That yeah. would be. That would be a crazy turn of events. Well, I've heard that uh, folks at the high school level are saying it is he's going to go play for Kiffin. And uh, I don't know why that it hasn't been announced. And I know some people who have talked to the family, and they've said that it's probably going to be Kiffin and Old Miss. Uh, so I've got all sorts of folks around him saying, in, some say it probably, some say it emphatically, somewhere in between two, some of them say it. So uh, I don't know that that's an, that's an option. But it's nice flirting. And, and I was also told that, well, if Hall was leaving, BYU would be front and center. Yeah, I think that that's the big thing is, is you look at Jackson Dart, and he obviously isn't going to transfer somewhere where he has to sit behind somebody. And and Jaron Hall, he's proven, you know, he's played well enough. I think he's he's you got to be he's got to be the starter, or uh, you know, unless Jackson Dart would come in and just blow him away, which you know maybe he could, but. He doesn't know the offense. He doesn't know the system, um, and Jaron Hall does. So, yeah, I'm hearing roughly what you're hearing, PK. Maybe not as emphatically um, that that it's a done deal with Ole Miss, but I've I've definitely heard that he's he's leaning in that direction. And I'm I'm kind of uh, wondering too why an announcement hasn't been made um, because you would assume the young man would want to get into school and, you know, kind of get acclimated that way and, and play spring ball at wherever he goes. So it is kind of interesting that it's kind of dragging on this long, but, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's probably, you know, I don't know Ole Miss's quarterback situation down to a T obviously, you know, they're losing Matt Corral. Um, but uh it would seem like that would be the best choice for him of the finalists where he could go and play right away and there wouldn't be a, any sort of quarterback battle or anything like But there obviously would be at, uh, at, at BYU. Aaron Roderick, I think, is determined to get as many quarterbacks on scholarship as he can, figuring, you know, the more the merrier, let it sort itself out. A uh, couple of guys that I've heard – uh, in this class, and then even junior year, they've got their eyes on. Uh, do you know of any of those guys? You mean from the high school quarterback range? Yeah, so they'll either be a senior or a junior this year because I think it's Aaron's philosophy uh, to yeah. not get caught short. Yeah, I think Aaron one time told me that they best case scenario, they'd like to sign one quarterback a year. Um, Maybe people may, might forget they signed their, the Cade Fennigan yeah. kid from uh, Boise State transfer. Um, or I'm not even I'm not sure if he's a scholarship guy or a walk on, but but uh, you know they've got him and he does have a little bit of playing experience against BYU, ironically. Um, but uh, so don't forget about him. But as far as high school kids, I'm not exactly sure who they're who they're zeroing in on. 
um, out there. Uh, I know I've heard there's some good ones. Yeah. I know they were mildly interested in the Washington State, uh, Jaden Delora, uh, but he ended up going elsewhere. I, I know some people. Yeah, I think they recruited they him out of high school. I think he yeah, got a kid at Southern uh, California and then Wilson's younger brother. Uh, who's oh, that's right. Isaac Wilson is slated uh, to, to move also, in there. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think uh, you're right about Roderick. I think he was at Utah long enough and he's been at BYU long enough to see what happens to quarterbacks in this day and age and, and how you can never have enough quality quarterbacks. I mean, one year BYU went through like, it seemed like, like five Tanner Mangum's year. And I know back in 2003, uh, that when they lost three to zero to to Utah in that blizzard oh, yeah. game, I think they played like four or five quarterbacks. So, yeah, you can just never have enough good quarterbacks. That's for sure. I've also in conversations with the coaches, you know, it's not like they have apprehension about going into the Big Twelve, but I think their eyes are wide open. I don't know how open fans' eyes are, but they believe, and I don't think it's a situation where they're trying to set low expectations. Uh, I think it's more realistic that this is going to be a, a transition that's not going to be easy. To what level of difficulty remains to be seen, but that they they know that they're they're in for it here. Doesn't mean they can't compete, but it's not going to be a little walk in the park. I, I don't know if you've had conversations with these guys about this, but what do you think about the transition that w- awaits them the year after next? Yeah, I think it's going to be very very difficult. Um, of course, we're talking about football right now, and and uh, you know I think they kind of got a wake up call when they went and played at Baylor. Just how physically more dominant the Baylor players were, especially on the lines, and uh, and then in the skill positions, the speed as well. So yeah, I, I totally agree. I I think they're going to take their lumps, uh, and it's going to take a lot of uh, kind of a recruiting overhaul. Uh, in a way, I think right now, I think in a lot of ways they've kind of recruited based on potential and based on ability to develop guys and and have them in the program, and then also get a, lo- a bunch of preferred walk-ons for depth that way. And I just think they got to change their mindset and go and basically get the the better players like Utah does right out of high school, guys that can step in and and contribute right away and don't need a lot of development or growth and of course you got the mission thing too the the missions which throws another kind of wrench into it but but also in basketball um, I know a lot of BYU fans are kind of reveling that Utah has lost nine straight games but but I you know I think the Pac-12 is really good I've, I've watched it closely obviously the last two years and and BYU's. If you think the Pac-12 is good, wait till BYU gets yeah. in the Big Twelve. There you go. And uh, with all those teams, so you know, I, I would say be careful about what you tease, you know, your your fellow or rival uh, fans about because BYU could very very easily be in that same boat in a couple of years. Jay Drew, the Deseret News, joining us this morning. You speak of basketball. I know you don't cover them for the Cougars. But you, you're obviously aware of, you've seen what Mark Pope has done as far as the transfer portal, and he's mined that uh, very much so, and bringing in several players every year. It, it seems to me for BYU, it may, you know, it might be hard, although they've done a really good job of bringing in non-LDS guys, uh, 
more so than than probably Bronco did and and being able to uh, be contributors. So you got to give them credit for that. Uh, but at the same time, I'm wondering how much do you think that they go transfer portal? Because I've always thought that for BYU, particularly BYU football, because it's big time. You know, it's just you know sixty some thousand people, and we've all been on the road with the Cougars. They go crazy there, and the, you know we had on uh, Samson Nakua, and he used to talk about that every every week uh, when they would come off a road game. He would be surprised, and if those of us who've been on the road with BYU, we're not surprised. We've seen it. So my point is, you know, it's it's big time football. And I would think that a 20, 21, 22-year-old who has a moral level of maturity and focus would, even if he's not uh, used to the LDS culture, would be receptive to what they have to offer because it's not going to be a short-term deal. I mean, it's not going to be a long-term deal. It's going to be a short-term deal. How much do you think that they're going to be able to have success in filling those spots? Because it was clear this year that, particularly on defense, when they got hit by injuries, man, there was a massive drop-off. Yeah, for sure. It was it was a huge drop off, and you know, I I, I told people BYU's ones their first stringers in football can pretty much play with anybody, but there's just a bigger drop off between them and Power Five schools when you when you hit the second teamers and and the third teamers. I mean, look at what you know Ohio State and Utah were able to do in the Rose Bowl just with with not their mainline guys. They were still you know, really talented. So, yeah, I think I think this whole opening up of the transfer portal and the one-time transfer allowance kind of helps BYU in that way because you can get a guy to transfer in and he can play right away. He doesn't have to sit around a year and obey the honor code and all that and when he's not even playing. But so I, I think it, that in that regard, it really helps. You can get a guy in there, plays right away. You keep him busy with with obviously with school and then and then the team and and the you know sports and all that so so yeah i think i think that's definitely what they need to hammer home on and i from what i understand they've saved a couple of uh scholarships for transfer portal guys they signed 19 what in december in the early signing period but i i think they're they realize that that the transfer portal has got to be a constant down there at least, uh, at least the first few years of the Big Twelve before they get it going. So, they definitely need some immediate help, especially on defense. Jay Drew, the D News, joining us this morning on DJ and PK. Big deal uh, when it was unprecedented contract, unprecedented commitment. The word unprecedented was thrown out there several times by the athletic administration uh, when uh, Kalani Sataki. Uh, hooked up for what another four or five years, whatever it is. Uh, have you been able to uncover exactly, maybe not exactly, but to some degree, what unprecedented literally means? <laughs> That's a good question. I, I, you know, I only, I haven't only in the it, from what I've talked to assistant coaches, uh, kind of on and off the record, and they've all assured me that that they're all getting a nice kind of a salary bump out of it. So maybe that's what it means. Unprecedented, I imagine, means that Kalani's probably making more than any BYU head football coach has ever made. Um, of course, we'll probably never know the exact figure um, because of, uh, you know, they're a private school and don't have to release that. But but uh, just from what I've talked to assistant coaches, they've assured me that that, that wasn't just, 
you know, hollow talk that, that they're going to to uh, receive a significant pay increase across the board. As far as upgrading facilities, I'm assuming that maybe in more support staff um, it comes with it. Um, and then, you know, I think uh, I think a few of these BYU coaches were approached by uh, other schools, not just Kalani. I'm talking about the assistant coaches and right. coordinators. Right. And I think uh, I think this was a nice preemptive strike from BYU to to keep them around, realizing how important that continuity was. So, so I think uh, so far, you know, knock on wood, none of them have left yet. So I, I think that that salary bump uh, kept a lot of those guys around, which in past years maybe they would have would have left. Tom Homo is going to the uh, have the roundtable today. Are you going? I am. Yep. This afternoon, uh, down there at the uh, basketball uh, annex, I guess I, I always forget what they call it, the Marriott Center annex. Save a spot oh, for me, okay? Uh, Save be, a spot for you, I will. Yeah, I mean, I just uh, – maybe some of the, the award-winning stuff can rub off on me, but uh. – <laughs> <laughs> Now, I want you guys to, to obey the rules and only send one representative per outlet like, like they require, so – uh, I was told so, uh, to go, so I'm going. Uh, what are some things that are on your mind? Yeah, I think uh, I think you know the whole Big Twelve, what BYU is doing preparation wise to to go to the Big Twelve. I, I think maybe some questions about uh, you know Mark Pope's future. I, I know he signed a contract extension a year or two ago, but are they going to do the same thing for him that they did for Kalani? Um, you know, I think uh, I've always been interested to see if, if in the Big 12, if they do anything to Lavelle Edwards Stadium as far as maybe upgrades, maybe even, uh, you know, take out or put in more of the chair seats um, to make it a little more comfortable. That would obviously decrease the attendance a little bit, but, but uh, so that's kind of been on my mind and, um, you know, I'm trying to think of more. Those are kind of the things uh, that kind of stand out. I think they got the Marriott Center right where they like it as far as the upgrades go. And and uh, so, you know, I think you can always make life easier for the better for the fans. They do a really good job down there with the wireless, and they put a lot of money into that for the stadium experience. And, and so those are a few of the things uh, – you know, they're kind of on my mind. How about scheduling, football-wise? Yeah, obviously that'll be a big topic, especially with the, you know, which games are they going to keep? You know, news came out this week that the Boise State is saying that, that that series is going to end after next year when BYU goes in the Big 12. You know, it's, it seems to me like reading between the lines that, that BYU would like to keep Utah and Utah State on the schedule – a lot depends on if the Big 12 is, you know, nine games or eight games, uh, eight conference games or nine. So, yeah, that's a, that's going to be obviously a big topic as well. I I don't know that Tom Homo will really go into detail. He usually keeps scheduling kind of stuff pretty close to the vest, but that'll definitely be a, something that I'm sure he'll be asked today. Thanks for coming on this morning, Jay. Appreciate it. Okay, no problem. All Have right. Good one, Pat. We'll see there you, you go. Longtime friend and associate, Pierre J. Drew.
Worked with him for 14 years, side-by-side at the Salt Lake Tribune. He's moved over to the Deseret News there, covering BYU football since 2008. He knows what he's talking about. Check him out at the Deseret News. All right, we'll get you up to date on what you may have missed. Stay with us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone.